Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's the worst dance <laughs> sports show, period. As reference <laughs> by starting the show before we start the show. And it's on now. It's the worst damn sports show, period. <laughs> Setting the bar low for sports talk in Denver. Sorry. Brought to you by Wendy's, uh, because that is our unofficial sponsor for this week. Because I think we're all chock full of Wendy's at the moment. Uh, Wendy's on. breakfast. Wendy's breakfast specifically, specifically yeah. yeah. Um, I had the uh, chicken maple bacon nader something and yeah i also had the egg thing too i, I ate too much wendy's is what i did <laughs> how was the chicken because i didn't do chicken it was pretty good you know that I, I after i was starting to do it i was like maybe the maple's too much for me because i'm more of a savory person yeah they, uh, not a sweet no did they do their spicy chicken no it was like a maple bacon it truly was I like do sweet. Love, i do love their spicy yeah, chicken man, they've, they've got a good spicy chicken sandwich i feel like they could turn that into a breakfast item and boom you got the savory that's and wave the two sweet. that's wave two. Oh, oh, think so? oh, okay <laughs> all right we're just planning ahead for yeah, Wendy's. We're got ahead. uh i did the uh the breakfast baconator and actually to be honest with you and i've had their breakfast before like um when you travel cross country some of them had them like the ones that are in like random spots with no breakfast um the wendy's would have a breakfast there and uh my favorite thing about it was like the potato fries they're like they're like full-blown wedges i wish they would do that for their actual fries because they're like breakfast potatoes are amazing and that's what you got yeah that's what you just had it was okay. so good uh by the way hey my name is steve burrell that is dubs that's me and that's uh beardo hi and we are the worst damn sports show period where we're talking about today about the we got the broncos denver and the nuggets and the avalanche obviously we seem to be covering all of our bases as far as denver sports i think so cba which is the new collective bargaining agreement for uh, the nfl i'm interested because i know nothing about it Uh, i i know that it's happening i know the voting started today but we'll Mm -hmm. get into some of the guts of it i'm hoping one of you guys has more information than me i got a little bit more okay (laughs) but we start with our tweet of the week and uh the future of the denver broncos secondary yeah it's i mean they made kind of a big move out of nowhere and the best part is it didn't really cost them anything to go get this player but they uh traded a fourth round pick that they got via the emmanuel sanders trade for aj bouye who is a cornerback for Jacksonville. I think he was part of the like 2017 yes. team that had like just a monster defense, uh, had a really good year. Um, he's battled some injuries, but he's very excited to be in Denver. Um, he's talked to John Elway about it. I heard him on Big Al and JoJo the other day talking about uh, just coming here and working with Kareem Jackson. And it seems like this is maybe our answer for a potential Chris Harris departure. Yeah, the Chris Harris thing is interesting. Do you want to get into that first or A.J. Boye first? I think we should get into the Chris Harris thing first because that really, I do think, sets up the A.J. Boye. Well, thing. he is obviously out the door. Like, he, uh, like, on That's Twitter, not necessarily true. On Twitter, he's just like, bring it, everybody. I'm talking to, oh, should I go play with you, Terry Matthew? Uh, like, it's... He's trying to drum up value, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, no doubt. To hype it up. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Um, but this is lying season. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I think it's... It, it, there's... There might be a gap between Chris Harris's actual value and his perceived value. Um, 
if he is going to enter the market and say, I'm only going to play slot corner, which is basically what he said last year, his value is not going to be the same as if he would be open to playing outside cornerback. He is a much better slot corner. He than is. He is. I mean, just his size. He is. And, and what, was he 32? 31, I think. Okay. Yeah, 31. AJ Boye is two years younger, 29. And so if he thinks he's going to go get 14, 15, 16 million dollars a year to only play slot corner at 31 years old. I just don't think it's going to happen. Now it might, you might have a team that's like right on that precipice. Um, People were saying the chiefs, I don't think they can afford it this year, but a team like that, that's good enough to win a super bowl and say, Hey, listen, we're going to go spend right up to the cap this year. We don't care if this guy retires in a year or two, because he's lost a step. We're, we're going to try to win it next year. Then maybe, but in actuality, if he gets offers that are more like $10 million, $11 million, $12 million a year, and the Broncos make an offer that's like $10 million a year or maybe $9 million a year, I think it matters to him to stay in Denver and be a one-team guy. Well, and I think I think we saw that a little bit last year when Denver offered him twelve million dollars. They basically just gave him like a two million dollar bump for the year mm-hmm. to get him to come back, participate. They knew it was a contract year. They're gonna let him test free agency. They've been very honest about that. But they they've also said, Hey, we you know, we would love to have Chris back, but I don't think it's at that twelve to fifteen million dollar range. I think it is more of a ten, eleven million. And I think he's gonna do do you guys remember when Brian Dawkins signed here? Yeah, he came here. He had the deal done. He got on a plane. He went back to Philadelphia and he said, this is it. This is the contract that I'm signing. It can have your name on it or the Denver Broncos name on it. Your choice. But this is the deal they offered me. And if you'll match it, I'll stay in Philly. And if you won't, I'm going to Denver. Philly didn't want to match it. He came to Denver. And if that's the game at a 10 or $11 million, I think they'd keep him for that just because they can. Like they have the cap or they have money to play with this year. And if it's only for a couple of years that they yeah. have to really worry about it. Yeah. Not only do they have cap room this year, but, and I've heard this from several sources, but I'll credit the fan because they're the ones who said this and I don't want to outright steal their idea, but they apparently have said that they want to buy a defense and draft an offense. And I think that's smart. If if Locke is going to be the guy, right, like if he actually does work out, you want to draft weapons that he is – you want to draft as Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Right? Like you want to you wanna have guys that are young and going to be with him for four or five years, and then you worry about paying them in four or five years, and you buy a defense right now. So if your defensive backfield ends up costing you $50 million, then it costs you $50 million. As long as it pro- produces something, and yes. I think I think a lot of this has to has to do with also, what about Bryce Callahan? Like, how's he feeling behind the scenes? We don't know anything about how but he's been, but even, we can't depend on that. Even if he comes back healthy, if you've got, I mean, you run nickel corner most of the time, right? So if you've got three guys that you trust in Callahan, Harris, and Boye, you got Simmons on the back end. You, you, I think you're in a really good spot. Now you add on top of that a pass rush of Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. You hope they get the quarterback to get the ball out of his hands quickly. And that's a formidable lineup that well, you're talking absurd, about. It's absurd, especially if they can like bring Simmons back. They've got, uh, if Kareem Jackson can be solely be the, the safety position like coverage, it's, it's all of a sudden goes from like pretty good to ridiculous. I don't know where. 
Brandon Cristal went in here. Is he need to get in here? No, nah, he was just showing me that he was taking the KOA car. Uh, an actual <laughs> actual sports guy. Yeah. Yeah. Where are we doing he a might, podcast? Yeah, he might have been able true. to answer our question. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so listen, I mean, if, if you can uh, get Chris Harris to sign a two or three year deal for $10 million a year, because it says it's close to what he got from other teams. And like we said, I mean, we've talked about it on the podcast before. He wants his name on the wall. Right? You want to be an all-time Bronco. You want to be an all-time great. Not everybody wants to finish their career somewhere else. If you make him an offer that's close enough, he might say, I don't need the extra one or two million. I want my name on the wall. And, I want yeah, to be the guy here. That's a good point. And it may, and it may sound to every other human to be like, a million dollars? I'll right. move wherever for that. But at the same time, if you're talking between 10 and 11 or 9 and 10 at that point, nobody wants to move. Nobody likes to move. And there's so many different aspects to like changing your job, which again, sounds stupid, like these superficial reasons to pass by a million dollars, but it's also another million dollars. It's right. not like the same to, to you and me. And it is true. There's something to be said about knowing being super comfortable in the position that you're in. You go somewhere else, you have no idea how you're going to be treated, like what the reception is going to be from the fans, whatever it might be. There's you're all just assuming that you get along with the coach there. <laughs> or just another the other people right. like, that you're working with. It's just like right. any job. Well, and, and one of the places that was showing heavy interest was Dallas, who has a new coach. They're in a weird spot. Like it, he might add something to that defense, but to your point, like who knows how Chris Harris would actually fit in there. Well, and on top of all that, if you pay Ryan, uh, Ryan Harris, wow. Throwback. If you play <laughs> Chris Harris, $10 million a year here, and he has a year like he had last year where he underperforms a little bit. Nobody's burning jerseys. Nobody's running him out of town, right? Nobody's no. pissed about yeah. it. But if you sign him in Dallas and he's your $12 million a year cornerback and he's got one interception on the season and won't play on the outside, yeah, sports talk is going to be after him in those cities. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, especially so, a town like Dallas yeah, or, or New York of any kind. Yeah, right? I mean, anything. So... You know, if you're going to go be someone's big free agent acquisition, there's there's some pressure that comes with that, too. So I just think I don't think he's out the door as much as he's making it sound like I think he's trying to drum up interest. I do really quickly want to talk about Boye. Yes. Um, how much do you guys know about him? I know um, his name and his position. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I've seen a lot on Twitter. People being like, he was the second cornerback to Jalen Ramsey. And then when Ramsey left, he had trouble. That's not true. They played sides of the field, which meant that if the number one wide receiver went from Jalen Ramsey's side of the field to the other side of the field, AJ Boye was covering him. So I'm not, I, I, there was a lot of hate for it on Twitter. Um, the, it was kind of like, I don't like the guy so much, but the deal was so good that I'm not going to complain. It's kind of what it sounded like on Twitter to me. Mm -hmm. I loved it all the way around. I, and that's what I'm trying to get at is <laughs> I think this is a great move. I mean, a fourth round pick, the guy was probably going to get cut, but you trade the fourth round pick for the security Just of knowing, get him. you know, yeah. you're the one that's going to get him. You can afford him right now. Uh, he's, uh, if, if he does just flat replace Chris Harris, it's two years younger of a guy, right? Um, and I think if you put him in Vic Fangio's defense, which is cornerback friendly, which by the way, Vic Fangio apparently has liked him for a really long time and tried to trade for him when he was with the bears. Yeah. Um, so, you know, all these things point to, I think this is a great pickup for a fourth round pick when let's be honest, you've got nine draft picks, I think. And maybe another compensatory or two coming. I'm not sure. 
but I think it's nine and you're not going to have nine players on this roster. Yeah. And an absurd caps cap room. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to have nine players make this roster. So if you can trade a fourth round pick for what you know is for sure an NFL talent, that's going to make the roster when fourth round picks are, I don't know, a 10 or 20% chance to be a starter. It's a great deal. And as much hate as we have given John Elway on this podcast, I really want to tip my hat to him. Yeah, I thought it. I mean, that's how I felt about it. And when I listened to the interview with Big Al and JoJo the other day, uh, AJ Boyer said, you know, I've, I've got something to prove. I love that I'm coming to Denver. I love the scheme. Right. As soon as I got the call, I started watching tape to figure out, you know, what type of defense they ran. And he's like all offseason. He's been doing track workouts to like keep that speed, keep keep up with everything. Cause there were some people who were just like, well, you know, he wasn't great last year, but again, to your point, like they, they played sides of field. It wasn't, it wasn't that he was terrible, but he had Jalen Ramsey there who was yeah. elite. And when you lose Jalen Ramsey, that defense gets worse. Yes. And that, you know what I mean? Like then even if it's not a direct correlation, it does affect your mental mindset. You, when you go out on that field, you know? So, um, yeah, last year was a bad year, but it was a bad year for Chris Harris, too. I mean, yeah. you're, you're counting on people to bounce back and be the players that they've always been. Uh, and I think you can do that with him. Free agency opens up on the 16th, I believe. Uh, Is that right? So a Monday? Something like that. Yeah. Think, yeah. yeah, something like that. It's either the 16th or the 18th, because I feel like it's a Wednesday all the time that it Maybe. opens up. Okay, so. if, it was, if it's Wednesday, then it would be the 18th. Yeah, but yeah. for some reason, that's 16th in my head. Okay. Uh, well, that's enough of that. That's that's that even in our first thing. Yeah. This no. is... <clears throat> Topic one. Speaking of which. Yeah, we got to talk about the new collective bargaining agreement in the in the NFL. I almost said NHL. Yeah. I've got hockey on the mind. Uh, but it's this to me is an interesting one. Um, more so just because of how vocal people have been about this one. Um, we heard, you know, the last podcast, we talked a little bit about the potential season change and the length and the playoffs. Today, though, the news that came out was all about drug policy and that players wouldn't be suspended anymore if they tested positive on a drug test for the NFL. And it's not just marijuana that they're looking at. They're saying things like cocaine, MDMA, uh, some of the, the steroids were listed on there, pot, of course, listed on there. But it's setting up a policy that a player would not be suspended in the gap of the next decade for violating the abusable substances is how they're they're um, quantifying it. And instead, they're just fined and they're more focused. The CBA itself is more focused on trying to get that player treatment instead of just kicking them out of the league or kicking them out of four or five games like we've seen in the past. So guys like Josh Gordon, who had what, three year long suspensions yeah, at like this half point, his career basically ended because of it. Yeah, and it was weed focused, right? Like it, it was more it focused was all on just pot. Yeah, it was all pot. And yeah. so that's what they're trying to do is get these guys to take treatment programs to get them in the recovery stage, as opposed to just kicking them out of the league and being like, "Well, you got nothing else to do. You might as well just smoke pot and play video games all day." Right. I'm curious, like how if it, there's any. Well, I guess though, like the different levels of, it, for example, like so if if you're popping for cocaine, that's one thing where you'd be like. You know, this is unacceptable. Treatment is, you know, necessary for you to prove. If you're getting pot for pot, it's another one. I guess the only reason you'd put you then is just to like group everything together. That so and that's how it seems like it's laid out. Okay, it seems like there's three or yeah, I think three or four stages. Stage one is that you go, you 
can face um, game check type fines. Uh, you're still allowed to play. You're not suspended, but you would basically lose your your game check depending on how much they want to fine you for that game or for that violation. And you go into the the treatment program. You can come out of it within like 60 days or whatever. Um, if you refuse to do that, that's when they start fining you more on your first offense, your second offense, your third offense. By the fourth offense, that's when they're talking about suspending you. So maybe the pot thing is more like the in the same realm of... Uh, person I know once called a uh, lottery tickets, stupid tax. Mm, mm-hmm. It's like the packs you pay because you're stupid. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and pay my money. Uh, that would be like the same thing for pot. Just be like, you got busted for this. Okay. You're stupid. Yep. Because you know, it's coming. Let's go ahead and pay your tax like that and see what happens. And so the thing I read, I thought that you could even test positive once before they did that. I thought that was the yeah. second one. Yeah. Okay. So that's the, the first offense is they put you in like, the step one program. Right. Which is just don't test positive again. So you're like, you even get one freebie, <laughs> right? You, you know what I mean? Like you get, you get one whoopsie. I didn't know that it was today. And my boys blazed me up last you night. You definitely deserve that tax if it happens again. You're like, Oh man, not right. again. Oh, you're stupid. Hey, listen, I feel like this is the way most of the world is going. I am one that is for certain types of recreational drug drug use. I also think there's medical benefits to a lot of these drugs that doesn't get talked about very often. And when you're talking about brain injury and stuff like that, um, there's absolutely. A, and there's, that's just the pot. Like you brought up the MDA thing, MDMA thing. There's like, yeah. there's a lot of studies right there. There are a ton of studies that are looking at mushrooms, LSD, and MDMA as uh, treatments for depression, uh, anxiety. Um, If you take the right amount, if you do the right, it's actually very safe. It's not addictive at all. Um, And I feel like because those things are starting to come out and the CBA is 10 years long, it's why it sounds so open-ended. Right. Because 10 years from now, people could be prescribing LSD as a cure for depression, which, hi, by the way, CTE depression is a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. That's one of the main symptoms of CTE. So if you can find ways to help these guys while they're in their career, uh, I, I think that's why it's so open-ended, the drug policy. And I'm all for it. Uh, I think there's lots of ways that it can be done responsibly, responsibly, respons- responsibly <laughs> use, and used properly uh, to, to really make this a, a good thing all around. So I listen, I don't know about the rest of the CBA. Yeah, why um, does J.J. Watt hate it so much? Like, I, he came the, out and said hard no. Well, uh, he said hard no. Derek Wolf said vote no on that shit. Like he, I, I'm so there's got to be. Some I know some of the, the overall stuff. Yeah. I didn't know as much about the drug part, but I do know the original fights that they were having. So 17 games. A lot of the players don't like that. But it would it, would it be less preseason? Would it be three preseason? If three preseason, okay. 17 regular. Yeah, yeah, hallelujah. But even that is like we don't even need three of them. No, Just we don't. Knock it, so, do it. But I'm saying. It, it, better than nothing yeah better than but i was just saying like if the players are still iffy about it knock it down to two preseason games and go 17 17, yeah yeah. like you don't even need it that's for the the owners you know they want that they want that sweet 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 revenue price tickets well and that's the thing if you're a season ticket holder you've got to buy the two Mm preseason games and that's why people are you know they're the owners are going to try to keep it in there um here are the other things so 17 games right if they added that 17th game, it's not in players' contracts. So what they were saying is everybody gets paid, but the maximum game check you can get for 
that 17th week is $250,000. Now, Von Miller makes... Right. He makes like $900,000 a game or something like that. So you're talking about taking a $700,000 pay cut to play in the game. Everybody, people like JJ Watt were like, hell no, I'm not taking a huge pay cut to play in a seven, an extra game for you. Not making less than what I normally make. Uh, And so that was a big point of contention. They have taken that out from what I've heard. They've taken that out of this final proposal. Um, the other thing is the revenue. Right now, it's at 47%. The new CBA bumps it up to 48%. And so I'll explain it in a second. Uh, it bumps it up to 48%. And if they go to a seventh game, it goes to 48.5%. That is the split of the revenue between the owners and the players. Oh. And so the players <laughs> are getting 48.5% of that revenue. Now, know that the players are splitting it amongst 1,000, 1,500 players, and the owners are splitting it amongst 32. 32. Yeah. <laughs> so there's your first key about how much money that they're making here. But we understand, yes, they are the owners of the team. They deserve to make a little bit more money. Uh, however. But it's absurd when you're playing in that like realm kind of thing like i get it in a capitalist society that's how we're all raised to be like well you know you pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you do your own thing this is really not how this happened for anybody yeah. and, and truly like the people there no nobody's paying to go see jerry jones like well these- and when you think about these tv deals that they're signing the billions of dollars that you're talking about the difference between the 48 and the 48.5 is five billion dollars over the 10-year cba mm-hmm and so they start throwing numbers out there and you're like, well, how could the players complain about an f- extra $5 billion? But if you look at the percentage of revenue per player that that works out to be, it's the lowest of the four major sports. Percentage wise, right. that's remarkable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the TV deals that the NFL is signing, they're sending all these different packages out. You got a Thursday night football package, a Sunday night football package, a Monday night football package. You've got the regular Sunday football packages for each conference. I mean, they, they have built, now you've got streaming packages as well that they're going to start selling. The Sunday ticket, all these things are different TV contracts that are bringing in so much money. And the players on in the NFL, of all leagues where they do more damage to their body than any other league. And that's like, they're making the lowest percentage of any of the four major sports. I mean, that's absolutely absurd. Is is that what caused Michael Thomas to react to the Tony Romo news of him making $17 million for CBS? Yes. Like he straight up said, no way a TV broadcaster should be making more than a player. Right. Well, more than not only a player, but like, you're talking 90, 95% of the players well, yeah. that he's making more money than, yeah, but, but there's that, no salary like, cap on CBS. Yeah. Right. And, and it's not even like, that's, a, it's a totally different world. It's like, I'm not going to complain about like some, uh, I'm trying to just pull something out of my head. Some like uh, owner of car dealership or, you know, his car, car salesman, like making tons of money. Cause he's out slinging cars. Be like, he shouldn't make more than me. But no, hold like, on. Like, yeah. He's saying that guy's talking about what I'm doing. And he's making more money to talk about it. He's an entertainer in a different field. No, but he couldn't even talk about it if I wasn't doing my job. He wouldn't have anything to talk about. I've had this argument about cheerleading if it's a sport. And I'm like, your main competition, like the main thing you do can't be to show up at somebody else's sport. That's not like, and that's kind of what he's saying is like the main thing Tony Romo does is he shows up and talks about us. So how is he getting paid more than we are? It's still like a different lane. It's not like the NFL's paying him. 
It's like CBS yeah, is yes, like, we're, we're right. promoting this product and we need our best entertainer to promote our product in our different way. And sure. Yeah, no, he's right that that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for him, but he doesn't like make Tony Romo better. Like he's doing his, he's, I mean, doesn't he, if the, if, if it's XFL quality football, are you turning in, tuning in just for Tony Romo? No, probably like, not, but it's a totally different lane. It's like a different, it's a different, it's a different thing altogether. But I'm saying the quality does matter, and right? CBS so what, isn't paying the NFL like that. That's well, they or are. They are. I'm saying it like, the, and it's not, they're totally different buckets of money. How yeah, about that? Yes. And that's the thing, right? Like the only reason they can offer Tony Romo $17 million a year is because they have it. And nobody's saying like, well, you can only pay your analysts a total of $70 million a year. So you better figure out how to allocate. Right. All of the, like that's not even, it's not a thing. It right? just seems such wasted energy on Michael Thomas's part. Just to be like, focus on what you can control. And that is right now here with the NFL and how much money you can get during your deal. CBS has nothing to do with it. I, I'm well, going to be honest with you guys. I kind of tuned out there for a minute because <laughs> I was picturing Tony Romo calling an XFL game. And I was like, you know what? I might. I might tune in for good. that. He's actually <laughs> he's pretty good. He's actually one of the few you might get. To actually, he's like, people I think they're going to run this. Be like, yes, Tony. They literally just they said that out loud. You heard the coach. They've given you the playbook. Keep me the booger McFarland of the XFL. The final thing about it. You know, if you want to throw a pass forward, you got to throw it forward. All right, booger. The final thing about it was the franchise tag. There's been a lot of fight. I don't know where they ended up settling with it, but players essentially wanted to make it so you couldn't get franchise tag two years in a row. So you couldn't get okay. Kirk Cousins. That I could, uh, I like that idea. I do like that too. I think if you want to do the franchise tag for one year, it's a nice tool for a team to have in its bucket. Um, and as the fans of the league, I think more often than not, we like having the franchise tag yeah. because if you don't want your star players leaving, like you like these guys, you don't want them to leave. Um, and seems so like kind of a kick in the balls when you get it twice. Though, it sure. does seem like a kick in the balls. I mean, when a, you get a it very twice. rich so kick in the balls. I don't know. I don't know where they ended up on that, but that was that kind of compensation. Those tags were also a part of the discussion. Wasn't, was it, was Le'Veon Bell tagged twice? Is that what caused him to hold out and, no, Le'Veon Bell was only tagged once, uh, and he decided not to play on it. Okay, I he thought never somebody, signed it. I thought somebody else was tagged twice, and they were one of the holdouts. I, I kept thinking it was Le'Veon Bell for the maybe. But, I th- maybe I could be wrong. I mean, we are the worst, so yeah, I don't yeah. actually but still, know. Like, I I think that getting tagged twice is dumb. Like, if you're if you're really invested in that person, tag them tag them twice on a prove it year, and then give them the deal. And I feel like if you do a or tag give them two years at that number. Yeah, yeah, of course, or, there are a lot of people want longer than that. Yeah, but, I yeah. mean, the, listen, the second tag, if you remember for Kirk Cousins, it made him the highest paid quarterback in the league that year, right? Because mm-hmm. after you get tagged once the second time, it has to go up like 20% or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it does take care of the player in a sense, but, you know, it just kind of feels like he's earned his way to go play for whoever he wants to play for. So, um, So I think they're set to vote. Today, they're, they're starting to vote today, but it's open for seven days. Okay. And yeah, I, I heard that this morning. Has to wrap up by March 12th. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, so we'll know in a week by the next time we do this. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. All right, let's move it on right now. Here's where we lay it on thick. The worst damn sports show, period. We talk about something that we love deeply, I, I, one way or another, sports or otherwise. Was it? trying to get into this weird. as awkwardly as <laughs> yeah that was a super weird <laughs> intro possible. uh i can go first okay. if you want but um, i don't know that i can make it as awkward as that intro was we will uh, try <laughs> just let me know when to talk steve go ahead just let me know when you're ready for me to go <laughs> I'm going to lay it on thick for Bobby Ryan. I don't know if you guys saw this. Bobby Ryan, at one point, uh, really, uh, like a, a really good hockey player in the league. I, I was going to say great, but he was a really good hockey player in the league. He was yes. trending towards being one of the stars in the league. Uh, and he kind of just fell off, and nobody really knew why. There wasn't a lot of talk about it. Maybe some insiders in Ottawa had a theory about it, but I just hadn't really heard anything from him, from him in a while. Turns out he was an alcoholic, and he went and got treatment for his alcoholism in November, in the middle of the season. Props to him. Props to Ottawa, the Senators, for letting him go and leave. He left the team for 100 days to go get treatment. He was 100 days sober. He came back the first game that he played in, scored himself a hat trick. It was like hockey Twitter has been on fire over these past couple weeks uh, with amazing stories of human triumph. And this was another one of them um, for, and listen, Ottawa, it's not like they were making a cup run, right? They weren't the best. Mm -hmm. But for a team who we just talked about all the dollars and cents, right? These owners trying to make as much money as they can. These teams trying to win games and doing so at the expense of their players. And this was a situation where the team said, no, you need help. Go get help. And he was a big enough man to say, yeah, I do. I'm going to go get help. And a hundred days later, he comes back and scores a hat trick. It was, uh, I was moving the crowd knew like they were going crazy. He was, he was, he was brought to tears on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, So yeah, I saw that. I was really moved by it. I thought it was an amazing move by an organization and a really strong move by a human being to admit that he needed that kind of help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean like we've already seen it this year where somebody was struggling with alcohol and the team straight up fired him. It was for, um, Dallas when they fired Montgomery. That was, that was part of his misconduct with the team. They were very non-transparent about it at first until Montgomery himself came out and said, I'm struggling with alcohol. I I get the, why the team made this move. I'm checking myself into rehab. I'm doing all these things. And when I saw this story, I was like, man, how, how much of a difference could that have made with a head coach in that position if you would have let him do the same thing? Like, just be like, hey, Jim's stepping away from the team. We're, we're going to go. We're going to go this route. And we hope he can get the, the help that he needs. And I don't know. Maybe they did talk about that. That was why Bobby Ryan was leaving in the first place. Sure. Um, I I don't. I didn't hear about it when he left. Right. So right. I'm not sure. Maybe they did announce it, or maybe they just kept it quiet. Yeah. And just, just let, let the thing. man go do his thing. Like he needed yeah. help. And so I just I wanted to lay it on thick for the whole situation, the fans in Ottawa, the team, the the guy. I thought it was all around an amazing thing. What do you got, Beardo? You go ahead and go next. Okay, I, 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 uh, I would like to lay it on thick for the humans taking it back this week. Since December twenty first, 
We've been forced to take daylight one minute at a day. And that's it. That's it. All right? Because that's all the Mother Nature would dole out for us. But we're taking it back on Sunday. As humans, we're just going to say, fuck it. We're going to take a whole hour at once. Daylight savings. That's why we do this. Because we want it and we're taking it. And we're not going to deal with your BS anymore, Mother Nature. We want a later later sunrise and we want it now. We're not going to wait for you, okay? Farmers decided this a long time ago to save gas and now we're doing it. Now we're doing it just because we want it. We want it. So I'm going to give it up for daylight savings and for humans taking control once again over nature. Did you see this tweet about the leap year? It's the same It's the same thing, taking control over nature, right? Ah, I like that idea. Did you? Yeah. Well, no, the, I did not. So apparently when they started the calendar that we're on right now, they were 10 days behind in the orbit. And so what did they do? They just declared that at 10 days, we're gone. It went from October 5th to October 15th. Neil deGrasse Tyson tweeted this out. The Pope decreed that it went from October 4th to October 15th. There are 10 days missing in the 1500s because we just decided... We're not doing that anymore. That's what I like about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, the universe science. throws us a curveball with some kind of math. We're like, oh, no, never mind. Now it's different. What do you got to say about you, that? Fuck you, October 8th, 1594. <laughs> <laughs> didn't like you anyway. Uh, I'm going to lay it on thick for a special group of individuals that uh, like talking about sports. I'm laying it on thick for us because we got some pretty important news, gentlemen. This week, we found out the uh, nominations for the Colorado Broadcasters Association. We have submitted this podcast three years running, and finally, we are nominated for Best (laughs) Podcast. Someone was drunk. So that means either a first or a second, by the way. Yeah. Because they don't go crazy. It's not like they sit up there and be like, and the nominees. (laughs) 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 Have you ever been to the Colorado Broadcasters Association? They're like... They're like, up oh, for this one is this one and that one and that one one. Oh, next up. <laughs> it's like the, everyone who sat around only really wanted to go get a free dinner and like right. have some drinks yeah. with everyone. Yeah. And they realized that it was dragging out too long. Now it's like an auctioneer up there just being like, hey, so we got for that one. <laughs> yeah. It's and great. We, and, and those of us that attend, we just try to get as drunk as possible, I think, at this event. but Because media people like the free stuff. It's true. Radio more than TV. TV, like they, they, they treat it like it's like a special thing. You know, it's very white, t- black tie. We, yeah, we do that, but we're you could definitely tell the radio tables oh, versus yeah. the TV. <laughs> we're the more fun group <laughs> and, for uh, sure. And as we still don't have a sponsor, I'd like to mention Brute Champagne for <laughs> <laughs> helping us celebrate our incoming CBA victory. Hey man, Brute Champagne. The what, is Brute delicious. Champagne an actual champagne or is I, just like a kind of champagne? I think it's like a super cheap one. I was trying. I was going to say Andre like, Verde. Those are the five dollar ones. Was, Dom Perignon's like the hundred, two hundred. Well, that's why I was thinking Don P, and then I was. <laughs> Like that's not mm, worse than sports room material. So <laughs> if we win, we're popping bottles of Verde on this show. Also, get some fizzy Thunderbird. I, I want to point this out that it, it for the podcast uh, nomination to get that you had to submit thirty minutes worth of audio. So somebody listened to our show <laughs> for thirty minutes. Maybe it was just like a torture thing, and they're just like, "I will turn it off if I have to nominate it. I don't care. I'm just going to turn it off." Or maybe they just heard long enough to hear an f bomb, and were like, "Oh hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't." get any of these let's fucking go <laughs> so yeah us gentlemen our, our nomination that's my lay it on thick. Right. Allowed, hold on are we allowed to do that are you allowed to make us lay it on thick I yeah feel we like, can yeah, do like, whatever we yeah. want that's the whole thing about us don't you know that's podcast rules i don't know it sounds like it would be the worst if Look, we did if, that if, if we can make it's already done yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right second topic
Oh, man, we got to talk a little bit of Avalanche and Nuggets because, you know, we've got about a month left of each of these seasons. Isn't that crazy? That like, is crazy. Like, playoffs for both of these teams playoffs? start in a month. And they're both going to be in the playoffs. I mean, neither of them have a little, well, I don't know if the Avs do, but uh, have a little check mark by their name. No, they're Wait, not clinched Nobody's yet. clinched yet. It, in, it's a tight uh, race. The Bucks have, which is crazy. They yeah. get like two weeks ago. They also have like seven losses on the season. It's ridiculous. And the East <laughs> is like absurd once again. Yeah. The top heavy, like it's the the like the the rich and the poor in the East. It's like think I think the eight seed right now is probably have like seven wins or something. It's terrible. <laughs> well, and it's like that for hockey too. The Eastern yeah. Conference, there's like two teams way up there, and then like there's there's some distance between the other ones. Whereas the Western Conference, like it was very compressed, like very compressed, like a month ago. Uh, Avs have certainly separated themselves a little bit, and the Blues. Yeah, um, but it, for a while, it was like there was like half a dozen points between first and or at least second and and eighth. Yeah, well, I mean that well, the, the Blues were eight points up on us and we're three points down on them now. Mm -hmm. Well, and we actually even talked about on the podcast when you were out, Steve, about how those injuries that the Avs had, you were worried, hey, not only can they slip out of the number two spot, they could slip out of the number three spot, they could slip all the way down to a wild card, and they might even be out of the thing altogether and they quieted us by going on a seven-game winning streak. Yeah, it was yeah. great. <laughs> seven-game win streak, with nine like nobody. on the road. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. They've been winning these seven games with Calvert, Grubauer, right. Rantanen, uh, Kadri, all out. So they've relied on, like, at one point we had a line full of our AHL guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> and we talked about it on the podcast, like, they can't do this. No. They're gonna they're gonna blow their chart yeah, here. They're gonna no blow way. their chance. And man, how fucking stupid do we look? Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks ago, we were like, make the trade for Carey Price, right. and they traded for Hutchinson. Well, <laughs> well hey, we did say a backup goaltender. So, say, yeah, it's but true. yeah, I mean, but here's the thing, right? So the the seven game win streak ends last night to the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, it came close to being ended on Monday. To the goddamn Detroit Red Wings. Right. Like, what the fuck was that? And that was, that was is, their seventh one when I looked at the standings after that, and I was like, seven in a row. We must have made some, gained some ground. But if you look to St. Louis, they'd won seven in a row, too. Yeah, they were unstoppable. All right. Uh, well, but this is kind of what I wanted to talk about is, now, look at the Nuggets and a game against the Golden State Warriors who have guys on 10-day contracts who are playing significant minutes. And they got they lost by double digits. It's it, they are the <laughs> most is, frustrating team of the bunch. Like and, the scrappy Avs versus the really 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 good Nuggets, who just can't seem to put it together consistently. It's it's something in the water at Pepsi Center, and I know they're both young teams. We've actually been talking about this for like three years. Yeah. Is this window that we've been talking about where these young teams are coming of age? But this is a huge flaw of a young team, and it needs to get fixed. Both these teams playing down to competition in games that should. I mean, the Nuggets and Steve, we were talking about this before the podcast. Nuggets have lost 10, t- 10 games to teams under 500. That's half their losses yeah. are to teams under five. That's ridiculous. If they had just beaten those teams, they'd be in uh, Milwaukee Bucks territory. Like, right. They'd be, they'd be beating the Lakers. But even if they just performed well, like half and half on those. If they win be, half those games, they're probably tied for first overall. I say they'd probably be like a game back if they were five and five in those games. Yeah. 
It, and the same thing goes with the Avs. Now, the Avs have been able to pull out more of these victories. Nuggets were at the beginning of the season. They would get behind to these bad teams, and they would be able to pull out victories. The Avs have still been able to pull out these victories, but what is with p- playing down to your competition? I mean, yeah, you are but, the better team. Come out and assert yourself. And that's the thing. is like, and, and we've, if yeah, Avs have proven anything, it's that all of a sudden they have some depth. Like, they've called up some AHL guys that were, Logan O'Connor was the dude who won for us the other day against Detroit, the last team in the league. But to Dubs' point, we played down to him. Like, we we started the game down. We had to come back. We only scored two goals that game. Our top line, except for last night, had been non-existent. It felt like that entire win streak. So I don't know, like, they've got to get something figured out. And I know that they're missing some guys. I know that guys are playing significant minutes. Even Kale McCarr right now is day-to-day. The good news is we'll have them back by the playoffs. But if we want to really assert ourselves and really take a stand in in the Western Conference, we've got to get up there with the Blues. And we're staying there, but we're going to have to beat them. Like, that game in April, the, the more that we lose to 500 or lower teams, that game in April looks more important every day. And I don't necessarily think they need to be the uh, the top seed to to get to where they want to go in the playoffs with the Avalanche, but it does it is like that in the culture that you present as you especially lead up to the playoffs. Like, sure. how are you going to go into the playoffs? You're going to go in winning, or are you going to back in? And I, I've, I have less concerns about the Avalanche than I do the Nuggets. That's for sure. You're more concerned about the the Nuggets play. Absolutely, only because the teams that they're up. <laughs> Playing down, for one thing, that's terrible if you're going to go into a playing against a lower-seeded team in the playoffs. But you can slip pretty quickly in the Western Conference right now. Like, you could go from, well, they're already number two to number three, I believe, at this point. I think they fell behind the Clippers. The Clippers, who smoked them by 30 just this past weekend, too. Um, and if you get into a game like that, anything can happen in, in, in basketball when it comes to two teams that are fairly evenly matched. And if you get higher up in there, the bottom feeders would be great. Like if you're going against up a seven or eight, like you have some room to, uh, to whatever, if you need to advance, is this the next thing? And anything can happen if you do advance. They got so close last year to getting to, again, go up against Golden State. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Which at the time, you were thinking it yourself, just be like, well... Golden State, they're just going to wipe out anyone that they play anyway, which they, they kind of did. But you see anything can happen when it gets to that point. You saw the injuries pile up for that team. 
You want you don't want to be that team. You want to be a team that advances as far as you can. So that way, when it when you are going to play, say the Clippers or the Lakers that late in the season, you give yourself that opportunity for an old guy like LeBron to pull a hammy or for Anthony Davis, who's been somewhat fragile to have something happen. So you're like, okay, now that player isn't part of it. They are not the team that we're afraid of that actually took this number one seed. Avalanche, I feel like they they're showing their depth right yeah. now, and that's what you want to see. <clears throat> Yeah, they're they're definitely doing that. And, and with the Nuggets playoffs too, with the basketball, it's not about your depth even. It's about your stars. It's about how they can carry you. But that's the disappointing part about it, right? Right. And that's what I, I think to you, your original point about not being worried about the Avs and being worried about the Nuggets. The reason that I'm not worried about the Avs is, did you see what Nathan McKinnon did last night? Yeah. He undressed the dude, broke a couple <laughs> ankles. He then went... so good. He went... He made one pass, went end-to-end, took the pass back, and buried a shot to tie the game and send it to overtime. Like, he, he looked like a superstar. He looked like the best player on the ice. Mm-hmm. There's games that you watch the Nuggets, and Jokic doesn't look like the best player on the floor. And you know that he is. But he's too timid. I mean, there was an opportunity a couple games back for him to take a game-winning three-point shot. He steps right into it. He gets the pass. He's wide open for it, and he decides to pass it to somebody else and defer. And, like, that's not what superstars do. I need you to drain that three and take a two-point lead, you know? And same thing goes with Murray. There are games that Jamal Murray just doesn't that, have I think, it. I think you nailed it right there is part of it is, like, they can be hot and cold. Like, they the perfect example would be the game against Toronto. They went up by 13 in the first quarter. They were on fire. Jamal Murray couldn't miss. Like he was just taking heat check shots yeah. and nailing, I think it's 17 or something like that yeah. in the first quarter. And then he had 10 for the rest of the game. And it's and, and that's, they, they were allowed to come back. They actually held the, the lead or a tie, I think, the entire game. So that was nice. But that game even got close. It, it was tied. They like, scored maybe. 133 points. The game was close. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and so, like, your stars have to be your best players, especially in the NBA, but even in the NHL, and I think that's the next that we often talk about, like, well, what's the next thing you expect to see or need to see from this team to believe in it? And last year, we were like, we need them to make a deep playoff run. We need them to believe that they're that good, that they can play with the best in the league. Well, I think the next thing we need to see from these teams is your stars need to be fucking stars, not like good players. They need to be stars. And you've seen it from McKinnon now for two years where he is the best player on the ice. He knows he's the best player on the ice and he affects his team as if he's the best player on the ice. Now it doesn't always come out in goals. Sometimes it's a back check. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a pass, but he is affecting his team as the best player on the ice. And I need to start seeing that from the nuggets. Like I need Jokic to believe that he is the best player on the floor and that he is going to win a game. And you saw it in a couple games last year. The one that comes to mind is the Portland like six overtime game. Mm -hmm. That game in the overtime Every possession he had the ball and he just looked like I'm going to score. I'm going to score. I'm going to hand it to somebody for a layup and they're right. going to score. And there's nothing you can do about it. I think he ended the game with like 45 points and 20 assists and something ridiculous yeah. like that. And he needs to be that every single night. It drives me nuts. And we'll see once again, the run up to the, we'll see how they respond to the golden state game. I was talking to Edie about that. She actually went to the game, big golden state fan. And she was resigned to the fact that, yeah, we're going to go and watch our favorite team get whipped. 
that that's the way it should have been. Right? Maybe they just thought that in their head. Maybe they're too busy worrying about how much they're the, the next game is going to be and yeah. where they are going to well, standings, how it's going to put them when they win. The ironic thing about that game is that the Nuggets were projected to win by 16 points and they lost yeah. by 16 points. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Maybe it was maybe it was them getting in your head and maybe maybe that is the the thing for the Avs too because it seems like when we are playing those really good teams here lately, we play really good against them, but it's those bad teams like the Stadium Series game yeah, against the Kings, LA. Yeah, I was just like, thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 Kings game, the the Ducks last night, the Red Wings, like we we should be scoring four or five goals and we're scoring two. It should be a walk in the park. <clears throat> yeah. It really should be. And same thing with the Golden State game. And these teams, they make it harder on themselves because that Golden State game, you had to give full effort for 48 minutes and you still lost. When you should have been up by 20 going into the fourth and Jokic and Murray should be sitting down. Yeah, and you're, you're like bench guys should be able to get the time. Yeah, rest your guys. That should be one of those games. Take they, minutes. They were, I'm sure that team is kind of resigned to losing. Yeah. They're probably surprised that they won that game. Take minutes off your guys by doing what you need to do. They're you probably, know? The fan base is probably annoyed that they won. They were like, ah, <laughs> we want a better draft pick. <laughs> like they're already mailing it in that point. Yeah. Um, so that's all I really got to say about those subjects right yeah, now. All right, let's so roll. Here we go. Here yeah. we go. This is Worst Damn Sports Show, period. Wrapping up with exactly that. The worst thing we came across one way or another in the last week or so. And I'm going to go first because mine's like short and sweet and quick and kind of a repeat in a way. But damn it, Cronky, Stan Cronky, as I'm like at the game <laughs> on Sunday. Here's what I'm thinking is like I had tickets to that game, like Darren had them, and we're like, yeah, yeah well, I'll go to the Nuggets game. I haven't been in a bit. That'll be fun. But in my head, I'm also like, but it also will be a televised one. That would be kind of cool. And so it's in my head. I'm torn about the idea. It'd be neat to like watch it on TV. Right. Yeah. I had, I actually had tickets to that game too. And I was so bummed when they were, they announced like, oh yeah, you can watch this game on TV. It's like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the one I'm going to. But when you do get a chance to watch them, whether it was the Avalanche to the very next night um, or, you know, that game, whenever you do get to see them, you realize just how good these guys are and like how fun they are to watch. And what a shame this entire season has been wasted. Uh, in that way, because that's how you build the fan base is you showcase your teams. Right. Stan Kroenke. Right. And like you have the power to do that. You're 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 screwing the fans. You're screwing the team. You're screwing the individual players. You're screwing yourself. You're screwing all the broadcasters that are hoping to like showcase what they can do. Like it's this huge pissing match and the only nobody's winning. Nobody's winning. And you have such an easy job just to be like, you know what? Make you know, I'll take my millions instead of millions plus instead and make this thing happen. Well, and to that point, your daughter is five, five, yeah. And I saw a picture of the two of you at the game, so you took her with you watching the chicken nuggets. If if she, she loves the nuggets, she thinks it's hilarious that they're named the nuggets. And last year when we'd watch games, she noticed the rainbow uniforms, and already she's like talking about, it. she's like, I hope they wear the rainbows and everything. She and, never gets to see it anymore. And I was going to say, this is this is how you create lifelong fans, and you're missing opportunities for this five-year-old who's interested, yeah. who likes your name and likes your jersey, to see you win games and dominate people, and you're throwing away years of fandom because you can't get the damn game on TV. On a good team. Like, yeah. it would be totally, it would be a different scenario if they just sucked. Everyone would come out and be like, yeah, you know, it's fun to watch them every once in a while, but whatever. And, I, and instead of using that as an opportunity to show showcase the awesome talent that he's actually providing this year he's using it as a lever to like say well if you really want to watch it you'll 
you'll hang up on Comcast or you'll get rid of whatever. And like, just just give the fans what they want. Like, Stan Kroenke, you're the worst. Did you know that that, that those games were commercial free on TV? Yeah, well, too? It, th- that's the funny part, though, is like, they were like, oh, yeah, we're going uh, commercial free tonight. And it's because they don't have the fucking advertisers. <laughs> they couldn't sell it. Yeah, they couldn't They couldn't sell it on TV. And so what they did was just highlight Cronky Charities, highlighted, uh, they ran like 1,800 promos for, hey, why don't you switch to DirecTV? Yeah, they used it to talk trash yeah. about like the other competition. I saw that last yeah. time they did it. So, yeah. Uh, you go next, Beardo, or am I? No, go for it. Um, well, first of all, you're the worst for calling us, laying it on thick for us. What? But uh, how dare you? We got <laughs> nominated for an award. Somebody actually thinks we're good. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say the worst is Garth Brooks fans. I don't oh know if you guys. God. I don't know if you guys saw my <laughs> tweets on this, but so Garth Brooks did a show in Detroit, and he's done a couple of different shows in like Oklahoma and Detroit that. One of the greatest lions of all time, Barry Sanders, has come out too. They ended up being kind of good friends, right? Can you name a better player in the history of the D- Detroit Lions than Barry Sanders? I mean, he's it, no, right? No, unless you were a Calvin Johnson fan, that'd be the yeah, only okay. thing. All right. So, so literally the best player in this team's franchise, he puts on a Barry Sanders jersey. They're awful gray jerseys, by the way, which are brand new, uh, <laughs> with the number 20 on the back because... That's the number that he wore. (laughs) And it says Sanders 20 on the back. So there's a picture of him standing ready to go on stage in a jersey that says Sanders 20. And of course, all the Garth Brooks fans with their MAGA hats on start freaking out because he's supporting Bernie Sanders 2020 for president. (laughs) The comments on this picture are absolutely hilarious. That millionaire likes a socialist? Hey Garth, are you going to redistribute your millions? No thanks, Trump 2020. Uh, How about not supporting a communist who lost a few fans? How about going to a successful socialist country and doing some research? Oh yes, you can't because there aren't any successful socialist countries. Which is wrong, by the way. (laughs) uh, These comments are just absolutely remarkable. They're on my Twitter. If you want to go read through the six pages worth of comments from people who thought that he was supporting Bernie Sanders for president (laughs) in 2020, it turns out he was just supporting his buddy, Barry Sanders, running back for the Detroit Lions. Well, if you've ever been to a like a Garth Brooks concert, he does this at every major stadium. He wore a Broncos jersey when he played in Mile High early last year. That wasn't at a Peyton? Yeah. Didn't he wear a Peyton? Yeah. Uh, pretty, it, so, yeah. good thing Peyton didn't run for president in 2018 because we would have had a whole different fucking thing on our hands. So, to follow that up, my worst are the opposite fans who then ripped a satirical comedian by the name of Brent Terhune. Brent Terhune went on and did a whole satire video uh, wearing a Make America Great Again hat, uh, calling out all, calling out Garth Brooks. He was calling out <laughs> Garth Brooks, but he was doing it in a funny way. At one point in his video, he says, I'm going to throw out all your CDs. And you know what he throws out? Kids bop. Like he's he's clearly making fun of this, and there were so many people on the far other side that started ripping into him for ripping Garth Brooks, and just like or for for supporting 
quote unquote Garth Brooks. It was all the people on the far left being like, I can't, you're just a white trash American with your red <laughs> beard and blah, blah, like your, your fucking MAGA hat. Now I know you like this guy. Yeah. And I, was just, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So I made the rule that if you thought the Garth, that Garth Brooks was supporting Bernie or that this dude was supporting Trump, you're not allowed to vote. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the new rule, but it's a hilarious video. I've got 2020, it on my politics suck balls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're also yeah, dumb. All politics are just should be the worst. We're just so tired of it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's like, not even close to over, and I'm already it's exhausting. so exhausted. <laughs> I am a little disappointed in the three of us that none of us laid it on thick for the fact that we don't have to hear a Bloomberg ad anymore. Well, you were too busy laying it on thick for yourself, you selfish little prick. So. I I was hoping to get us. some of that sweet, sweet ad revenue. Oh, <laughs> oh did you did you see the Spot Track tweet? No. So Spot Track is who we use to follow uh, sports, um, like under the cap, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. to see what people's cap hits are and stuff like that. <laughs> and he tweeted out Bloomberg's dead cap money this year is irreconcilable. <laughs> Man, that was our opportunity. We should have pitched that. Yeah. Like, we, we'll, we'll support that. Whatever. I mean, he, was, he was DMing social media influencers. We should have just taken that Bloomberg uh, money and yeah. ran with it. Damn it. I mean, like, uh, if we only would have been up for an award first. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't know right. who we are. Yeah. <laughs> so at least 50 people do. <laughs> well, we love it. you, 50 people, by the yeah. way. Thanks for sticking around this long. <laughs> and that's it. That's the Worst Damn Sports Show, period. And thanks for sticking it out this long. Follow us on Twitter at Worst Damn. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.